0: My
1: name is Matt Brown. Yeah, I mean, I figured he was, I've seen him do it before, checking the pitcher. I mean, I get it, dude. They're on their last leg. They're desperate. They're going everything they can to get me out of the game at that point. Um, I mean, it is what it is, so. And let's start
0: the show.
1: Swing and a high fly ball. Left field. Way back. Ball game. Gonzalez walks it off. And the Guardians vision series Here.
0: What's happening, everybody? The world is a better place because you are here to join us. My name is Matt Brown, and I am the host of the Productive Conversations Podcast. It is Tuesday, October 11th, 2022. I have an incredible MLB postseason podcast as we reflect on the wild card series, look ahead towards the division series, make fun of some teams, praise some other ones, and introduce a new friend to the show along the way while interacting with an old one. But before we get into all that, just remind you to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations Podcast on all podcasting and platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show dot ProductiveConversationsPodcast.com. Don't forget to check us out in the world of social media. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast, Twitter at prod, comma, pod, We're on TikTok at Productive Conversations. So yes, focusing on all things baseball for this show, as we reflect on, like I said, both the AL and NL Wildcard Series. From seeing the Mariners make a push to try to get their first home playoff game by winning two in Toronto, and they will be playing at home for the first time in 20 years against Houston, Houston. They make a great push off stellar starting pitching in game one and sure will with great contact hitters and awesome sluggers for game two. Then we have the Philadelphia Phillies ending the careers of some legends in St. Louis off of Bryce Harper home runs. Off of stellar starting pitching with Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola and they are moving on to the next round and playing Atlanta. And we have the Cleveland Guardians, who many people wondered how they got to this point in the first place. They play a raised team who have stayed consistent throughout the years. And with the help of, again, young, stellar, a very young and stellar roster, they pull it off on a walk-off in, a, in Game 2 after 15 innings. Great stuff for Cleveland there. And then the big story. You met fans. Take another brutal brutal playoff series, another brutal playoff loss, another tragedy in front of your eyes as the Mets blow it, lose two games to one against the San Diego Padres off of what was supposed to be a magical season, ends in an absolutely heartbreaking and terrible defeat. Oh, the pain for the New York Metropolitans and the Padres after people wrote them off They are able to take a huge, huge, huge step forward in their playoff pursuits and they play LA coming into this, the NLDS. So yes, lots to do, lots to discuss, lots to reflect on and have a great deep conversation and I'm bringing in two Met fans to talk about. What they witnessed with their favorite team, and then the three of us look ahead at some of the other matchups coming into this. The division series for both the AL and NL. Alex Young, good friend of the show, is back to talk all things baseball playoffs. And our new friend of the show, Leo Rodriguez, the Queens native, he's going to talk about his mess as well. And we hear his great opinions, charm, and swagger. So this is a very fun show. This is going to be some great stuff ahead. And you do not want to miss a single second of it. So let's get into it. Alex, it's your turn once again. For the first time, it's your turn, Leo. So let's talk all things MLB postseason. Let's reflect on the wild card series and look ahead to the division series. Here we go.
1: This is a very productive conversation.
0: I think this was as intense as it could be when it comes to the first ever, well, technically second ever, MLB wildcard series first non-COVID year after four game series that went down to the wire even though two of them were two sweeps and then one was a uh, well an epic game of all proportions we have a lot to talk about regarding the MLB postseason the wildcard season and as we look ahead to the division series so before we let all those emotions out we have Alex Young joining us again what's up Alex
1: Hey, Matt, how are you? What's Uh, up,
0: buddy? Can't wait to hear what you have to say. We have a new friend on the block. For the first time making his Productive Conversations debut, talking all things baseball with us throughout the rest of the month, and then some. We have Leo Rodriguez joining us for the first time. Leo, so great to have you, buddy. What's up? What's up, guys? What's up? Got a lot to talk about. Yes, we do. So let's start it right away, gentlemen. After a wild card series, the one that hits close to home, the New York Mets, need I say more, (laughs) play a big three-game wild card series against the San Diego Padres. They lose two games to one after a very, very disappointing outing from Max Scherzer in game one, giving up four home runs. Oh, and you could just feel the hearts rip out at Citi Field. Then they come back. The offense finally wakes up towards the end of game two. Jacob DeGrom pitches a gem, and they hold their own in that one. And then in a deciding game three on a Sunday night in Queens, you have Chris Bassett versus Joe Musgrove that ultimately led to a San Diego Padres victory and they won six to nothing on Sunday night after a stellar one hit, one hit shutout and the 101 Met season win Met season team is officially over. The Padres moved to Los Angeles and that puts a cap on one hell of a season in all proportions. So before I could get any trolling in, before we can <laughs> express what we have to express, let's be real for a second and just ask you two, the big Met fans in this, how are you feeling? First, I'll give it to Alex. I'm sure you have a lot of emotion. Then we'll hear Leo's, and then we'll come together and talk more on it. Alex, start uh, us off. Tell us how you feel after the Mets get knocked out.
1: I know I told you on uh, the other day that, that angry Alex might make an appearance today. <laughs> uh, and it's close. It is definitely as close. Um, you know, I was riding high. I'm a Giants fan riding high. i the, the Packers in London was feeling good coming into that game. I was like, you know what? it has been dealing all year. Maybe it's the time to battle it out with Musgrove. And I knew right away when he, had that, he couldn't get out of the bases loaded jam. I said, it's it. It's over. We're done. We give Joe Musgrove <laughs> a lead. That guy has been a Cy Young candidate most of the year. Uh, you know, he's obviously not going to win this year, but he pitched as I thought he was going to. And I don't care about what was on his ears or whatever the case might be. I'm not going to get into that. I don't think he cheated. He showed up when it mattered most, which is at the, the, the pretty much the emphasis of what the Mets did not do at multiple times this season, which is why I'm coming today extremely frustrated. It's the biggest game of the year. You get one hit. No one does anything. was uh, dealing. You can't do anything. No one showed up. And that was the same thing that we saw the whole last month of this year. When it mattered most, Mets didn't show up. Brave series didn't show up. You have a huge chance here. You get a win in game two. Potentially, Jacob DeGrom's final game is a Met. He holds it down for everyone. You get the win. You have a chance on Sunday. And – they just don't show up. And I know people are arguing the whole buck thing with him going for Musgrove at the time he did. I I agree. It was desperate times. Um, and he did what he did. I'm not going to argue with him on that, but it's just such a frustrating moment where you have a 101 win season. You have everything in front of you and you don't show up. And, is just such a disappointing way to end the year. You know, there's definitely highs, there's definitely lows, and we thought, okay, maybe we can make a run. And the Padres showed up. They were the better team. The seven through nine hitters performed better (laughs) than all the stars on the Mets, which is ridiculous. The Trent
0: Grissom batting 184 in the regular season and just... Dude was
1: playing like he was an (laughs) all-star. He's been here. And then, you know, and and another thing that bothers me, and I told you this the other day when we were talking... You don't spend all this money to be a wild card exit team. You don't. Oh. And, and and you paid all the money for Scherzer and I love him, but you don't, you don't go for a guy like Scherzer. You don't bring a Marte. You don't bring a Canada. You don't bring an Escobar. You don't bring all these guys in and being an out in the wild card. And that's what I think a lot of Mets fans and Leo is probably going to agree exactly with me too. When he, when I tossed him in a minute, that, this is not what we thought. We we're riding high, you know. Steve Cohen's finally giving us a competitive team, and everything's looking good. And then there are signs later on in the year. Where it's like this team's not good. We're not going to make a run. And now we spent all this money, and you had a golden opportunity. And what what happens here? And that's a, that's the thing that's going to be confusing this offseason for a lot of Mets fans. So we're bringing Nimmo back. We're bringing Grom back. You know, the Braves. Just signed Strider, they're getting all their core guys on these great team contracts. And we're just sitting here not knowing what the future holds. So, you know, I know I talk a lot. I'm gonna to toss with Leo, because he probably has a lot to say okay. too. <laughs> Definitely disappointing. That's that. what I was
2: thing I wanted to say perfectly listen. <laughs> one of the reasons why I wanted to do the podcast is I saw Matt say that the Mets choked against the Braves, saying, Yeah, you can mm-hmm. say that we choked, we lost. Mm-hmm. But in my head, I'm like, okay, we lost the division. But I'm like, oh, it doesn't matter who we're facing. it the Phillies, the Cardinals, the Braves again, the Dodgers, the San Diego. And my mom, like, there's no way in hell we losing to any of these teams. That's how confident I was as a Met fan. I'm, I'm seeing shirts. I'm seeing the Grom. I'm seeing Lindor, Alonzo. Martin was coming back. Neyman gets on base. Like, it's easy for him to get on base. Canada's 10 pitches at bat. I'm so confident with the <laughs> Mets going into the playoffs. And then uh, Scherzer just wet the bed. I couldn't believe my eyes. Four home runs, seven runs. It just happened so fast, and uh, just reality hit. Like, wow, are we really gonna lose at home. And then, uh, even when the ground was pitching, it was good, but it wasn't the same. The ground. He just looked so human, and mm-hmm. the bats didn't come alive until like later in the game. And then. Uh, Last night, I didn't even realize it was one hit. It was a one hit. It was one hit all the game. Pino wow. Alonzo just had that one hit. single in the one fifth. Single. Yeah, I didn't even realize that. That's worse. Oh, uh, it's funny because I wanted to buy tickets for me and my father. And I'm very glad I did it. <laughs> I would have been upset. <laughs> and um, uh, yeah, Grisham batting under 200. He looked at all Star. Um, uh, Hang Son Kim walked mm-hmm. three times. I don't know why I didn't pitch it to him. <laughs> and uh, oh, it was just, and then Musgrove just, yeah. What Buck did, he was just a hail mary. He was trying to get him yeah. out, any type of reason to get him out of the game. <laughs> that didn't work. And I was looking at the free agent list this morning. I was like, I thought another day I didn't realize we have so many free agents. And, it was this. This was supposed to be our year, a hundred percent, because Scherzer is getting older, The ground, we don't know. The ground will ask for the world. Is Cohen going to pay for pay him more money? So let's see. Very disappointing. Damn.
0: Max Scherzer now looks like just an old pitcher you're overpaying now. Yeah, I mean, of course, it's easier for me on the outside looking in. And I'm risking it all when the Yankees start their playoff series tomorrow. But, man, and I'm really hitting at the Mets fans I don't like. You know, my dad's a Mets fan. You guys are Mets fans I like. And I interact with some Mets fans every day where I want them to suffer, where their <laughs> heart was just ripped out thrown to the ground and kicked multiple times and saying stop the pain you lied to me you told me we were going to be together forever that we were going to ride high that this team that made insane comebacks throughout the first 5 five further the first 5 months of the year and then all of a sudden a few injuries here a few injuries there and then on a snap of a finger it's led to this Arguably the biggest collapse in the history of the Mets franchise. And hearing all national and local radio, as this was arguably the biggest story in sports, even after the Giants and Jets win two stellar games. This is as definition of a choke job as there can be. So, I guess my next question for the both of you, and we'll throw it out. Is is this truly the biggest collapse in Mets history? And how can you trust a one hundred and win, one hundred and one win team after such a, a colossus failure? Is this as bad as it gets,
1: gentlemen? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I want like like I want to consider two thousand six a collapse. There's other years where I was young. You know, where they, they fumbled the bag at times. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, yeah. I mean, it, it is what it is. And, and to those, and I messaged a buddy who's a Yankee fan. I should have messaged you the same thing I said to, to him. I messaged him and I was just like, you know what? Any of the Met fans that try to talk trash to Yankee fans during the postseason this year uh, have uh, nothing uh, <laughs> to say. I said, best of luck to your team in the postseason. That's all I said. But any of the you know, Met fans that are gonna argue or complain or say anything, you need to shut their mouths because we just had a 101 win season and we got bounced in the wild card. Mm-hmm. We did the typical Mets thing again, and this I don't was know
0: the Pons that was supposed yeah. to have.
1: But it's I don't understand. Poem, I don't understand, and Leo probably he's been a lifelong Met fan like me. We we were raised when we were terrible, and we were very humble. Yep. When we did well, and then we get Steve Cohen, and then a bunch of Met fans flip the switch to being arrogant and <laughs> right. uh, like just all sudden bragging when we have nothing to brag. We haven't won a World Series since '86. Okay, we have nothing to brag about. Just because we have the richest owner in baseball doesn't mean we're gonna win 25 World Series in a row. Oh. We just saw that. Oh, it is what it is. Stay as the humble Met fan. Because it makes you feel a little bit better this morning. When I woke up this morning, and Matt, you know, I woke up very early to go to work this morning. I was like, you know what? It sucks. We're disappointed. But you know what? Typical Mets. Yep. It's typical Mets. <laughs> it doesn't matter who the owner is, it is what it is. So that, that was the one thing I wanna say. Is it the biggest collapse for the Mets? It, it definitely feels like it today. It, 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 we're all disappointed. We're all frustrated. We're all upset. We had so many highs this season. Like you said, incredible comebacks, injuries, anchoring it down. Didn't have the grom half the year. Still winning series after series after series, griddling it out. Oh, this team's different. All oh, this team's different. And then the last month and a half were like, same old Mets. Oh, same old Mets. And that's why it's just frustrating. It really doesn't matter. Numb to you to know? the
0: pain, huh?
1: Yeah, at this point. <laughs> Matt, you know, you know my sports teams, Leo. I'm going to tell you my sports teams. You'll know I'm numb to the pain at this point. I'm a Knicks fan. I'm a Giants fan. I'm a Mets fan. I'm a Rangers fan. Okay, hmm. it is that. I have two super two championships with the Giants. All my other teams have not won anything, so Aww. I'm kind of numb to it. I'm kind of used to it. And even then, the last five years for the Giants, Matt, you know you're a Giants fan, has been hell for us. So. <laughs> at this point, I'm just sticking as the humble Mets fan. I uh, And I'm and like I said, I'm excited. We have an owner that wants to spend money and be competitive. That's great. But that doesn't give anyone an avenue to start bragging about anything because we don't have anything to back it up. And you know what's going to come back to us now? Hey, guys, you're on 101 season. Guess how that turned out for you. <laughs> right. Should have won 102 games. That's it. Yeah. It is what it is at this point, but yeah, it, it's tough to say it's the biggest collapse. But right now, because it's recent, recent buys, it definitely feels like that as a, as a Mets fan and in recent memory for me, growing up a Mets fan, this is just a huge disappointment. And we had so many opportunities to 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 seal our fate and 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 get a rest and get all of our guys selfie and win the division, and we fumbled that too. So so there's a lot, yeah.
2: Yeah, this is absolutely the biggest collapse the Mets had because. Losing to the Yankees in 2001, that was big, but we wasn't expecting to win Mm-mm. that series. Uh, 2006, Beltran, that's swinged the bat against Adam yep. right? That was a big one, but still, that stung. And then two, 2015, with Matt Harvey
1: and those guys. You shouldn't have been there, though. Like, that was yeah, a exactly. great run. Like,
2: yeah. And we were very hopeful for the future. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. we never made it back. No. But this year it was again a hundred one season, and just the whole everything was the best closing in the game. The whole trumpet yeah. and Scherzer, the Gram. and it
0: the trumpet's fault, as Jerry Seinfeld
2: said? <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, McNeil with the batting champion and uh, Lindor solidifying, uh, trying to earn his contract. Peter Alonzo, 40 home runs. It was just, it, we, was a, we were favorites. That's why it feels so bad because, again, I was expecting to be, anyway, I didn't care who we were facing. And San Diego, I'm like, yeah, okay, San Diego. They got no Tatis and they don't scare me. Machu yeah. and wow, Soto. I
1: forgot about Tatis. Yeah. Tattoos. yeah.
2: Yeah, so it was,
1: we said to, to deal with Juan Soto. That was the right, thing. We exactly. like was still the deal with Juan Soto because,
2: right. yeah, San Diego did not. They were a good team, but they're not better than Mets, especially facing here in Queens and uh, again, just the whole Scherzer thing. It was just it felt like, oh, okay. I think that's the big. This is how a Mets fan supposed to feel. This mm. is the whole letdown, the whole drop from the heavens. It just felt so bad, and we uh, back from square one again.
0: Yeah, that's what I was gonna ask. So, where do you go from here? Do you want Steve Cohen to just break the bank, have a five hundred million dollar payroll, no and uh <laughs> yeah, is, no. is that gonna? Feel, is this gonna prove that money solves your problems? I was, nah. yeah. at, at least in baseball,
2: no, not <laughs> in baseball for sure. Maybe in basketball, you can buy a of <laughs> basketball. But in baseball, look at the Angels; they have two of the best, right. players, and then you can't make it to the playoffs. So, I mm. think you're going to play it smart with your money and. Do not, do not go for judge for $500 million. That's not going to help the Mets go anywhere. <laughs> you
1: know, no, I don't want yeah. that. No, I, I, you know, I think as much as Mets does, and I relate this a lot, but in a lot of people forget because they just hear money with Steve Cohn. But in his introductory press conference, he literally said, I'm going to be smart with my money. I'm not going to spend the money because I have it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he did. He did. What he did. A great dude. I guess he did He did splash right this loss season for sure. Like he definitely, but he did it smartly. Right, we needed another pitcher. Who is he get? The best pitcher on the market. We needed a, a, another strong outfielder. Who we get? The best outfielder on the market. Right, but it was all smart moves. It wasn't like I'm just going to throw money at this guy just to get him to come to my team. It was like you know Escobar, right? I'm going to give him a good contract, but he's a utility guy. canna same thing, right? So. Money's not going to solve everything with this team. And that's the thing now that gets you nervous, right? If the Grom wants more than Scherzer, that's going to be 44, 45 plus million dollars. And then you got Scherzer for another year, right? So that you're paying, you know, 80 to 90 million <laughs> for your two starting pitchers alone. That's a lot. Uh, and Nemo, right. And, and that's the thing. I, I think a lot of people are forgetting is just, you know, I, I, it's not the Michael Conforto situation, right. With the ups and downs. Nemo has, I think same with that with Diaz, who also deserves another contract, too, which is another crazy thing. We have to pay Diaz. Like nibble. I think, is the same idea as for Mets fans, flipped the switch on all of us, right? Like at first, we're like, he can't play center. Right. What the hell? He's a corner outfielder. He gets on base. He doesn't do much. Then this year he has like one of the best defensive center field. Like he had some unbelievable catches this year. Like he has worked hard to be a I'm a center fielder. And he deserves a contract, but that's the thing. It's like, how much are you willing to pay him? Yeah, he does. Diaz, yeah, contract. like, yeah, he's going to get a nice contract, maybe from us, maybe from another team. Diaz, you have to lock up for sure. Again, flip the switch on all Mets fans. He's the best closer in baseball again. Um, I wasn't the Ed lose Met fan. I always had faith in him. You know, there's times where yeah, I was a little when he came in. I was like, oh, God, here we go. But I wasn't like, we need to get him out of town. I was like, there's stuff here. He just has to figure it out. And eventually, figure it out. Finally, because he had the good management and good coaches, and everything, to finally figure out how to utilize him well. Um, so we have to pay him. So uh, it's not going to solve everything, I don't think. You know, you hear the reports. We're in on the judge sweep states. Who the hell isn't going to be on the judge sweep states? Okay, it's, it makes no sense. Everyone's going to be in on him. Um, but I think there's just players you definitely need to get back. And that's the thing. It's like. The Grom is really the biggest question mark right now. I think you can get Nimmo back. I think you can get Diaz back. Um, I think they both want to be here, um, but the Grom is the biggest question mark right now. And if you're willing to splash the money to get him to come back here, it uh, looks like he's on his way out. Uh, but we have no idea at this point too.
2: I mean, if you if you have Scherzer for what two more years, mm-hmm. it makes sense to get the Grom again, right? Yeah, it feel weird just Scherzer, so might as well go for the Grom being him type poverty
0: and you definitely want the best closer in baseball you can't that's a must and i think yeah. you made that clear also with Nemo and how important he is to the team i think <clears throat> excuse me chris bassett looked like the moment got too much too much for him the dude swearing to himself while throwing warm-up pitches that's not a good sign blowing it and on sunday Oh, last Sunday at Atlanta, and then now, I don't think he should be a priority in the offseason
2: after that. Like, lost yeah, a major really opportunity there. Pitching. He looked like a, an away an game for him. Musgrove looked like he was pitching at home. He looked yeah,
1: comfortable. yeah, real comfortable Musgrove. Right. I mean, he, he the, the cool thing with Musgrove is, like, San Diego's going to be rocking when he's on the Hill next. He's a San Diego kid. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. he, he, he came up when it mattered most. And the same thing. It's weird that your top three of the top three mess pitchers, I mean, DeGrom showed up, but Atlanta, he had a rocky start, mm-hmm. so quality start, but he showed up on a matter on Saturday. But the guy you paid the most money to as a pitcher on the first game, you're supposed to anchor it down on short rest, doesn't perform. And then we, wow. last resort, Chris Bassett, who's been so consistent all year long and in the two biggest starts of the year for him. He he just can't get through it, and it it was brutal. And I and I knew right away once he started throwing, getting walks, and the bases loaded, and that single got through that hole. I knew right away. I was like, he just doesn't have it. Yeah. <laughs> that team is just like just gonna destroy you as they did when you don't have it. They were attacking. They got in his head. They were doing. They're stepping out of the box and calling oh, time, and, and you yeah, can tell how frustrated yeah. he was. Meanwhile, on the other side, because I'm going to keep on being how impressive Joe Musgrove was, he got his ears, whatever, came back in, was doing, you know, flip, pretty much flipping off the Mets every chance he <laughs> the got. He was signals, doing on. the Kenny battle. like he was, he was doing insane stuff, and that was the thing. He was just like, yeah, they pissed me off, so you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go out I'm just going to keep doing my thing, kick their ass. And he did that. Like much respect to you. Once I saw him do the Kenny Bell, I was like, we lost. Like, we didn't wrap it up. <laughs> Let's pack it up. Let's leave now. It's over. And that was the thing, He like, and messages all my, my uncles and everyone. I was just like, this team deserved to win. The Padres, time and time again, delivered when it mattered most. And when the Mets had the moments to take a shot, they just, nothing. Yeah. Absolutely nothing.
0: And a lot of people said that the Mets were just getting ready for the next series already. And, um, well.
1: Well, we'll see much, how that turned out. Right.
0: We must have put a bow on this with the Mets. Now the off season begins as you said you made you you know mentioned the big offseason questions and I guess we'll have more of those conversations down the line when the season's over and such but yeah is there any other final words like if you could just look at Buck if you could look at Steve Cohen at their face and you could get any unfiltered words to say what do you have to say as mev fans after this the 2022 season? <laughs>
2: Wow, just that's tough. That is tough. Oh my, like you broke uh, my heart. You like, know, I'm trying to or anything game, like that, right? Once the game was over, I turned off all social media, I turned off the TV. Was, oh, there are I, some crazy I memes
0: watch. out there. Yeah, Hoover said he took Miss <laughs> Met away from Mr.
2: Met. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I was avoiding all sport related, baseball, SNY sports. So I was not watching anything because I know the memes, the trolling is on a t- all time high with the Mets. Mm-hmm. I think what I would say is. Get them next year. <laughs> let's go, Mets. <laughs> I, I, was t- I was talking to my father about this. Like, this has got to be the most toxic relationship any Mets back. There's, there's, it's just a the heartbreak, word. a letdown. And then next year, we're going to be back at City Field. Like, let's go. <laughs> Being hopeful again. And then the cycle continues. Yeah.
0: Funny how much a, uh, a winter really does change your mindset there. How about you, Alex? Do you have any? If you had any if you had any words to say to the mess fraud office or
1: whatever what would you say uh just make this right uh you know follow what you said i know uh it is funny i saw a t- uh, tweet and in, in my in my you know being mad and upset uh it was you know steve Cohen did say 3 to 5 years to win a world series so we're kind of on track and i was <laughs> like you know what i'm going to follow that that's true i'm going to follow that and uh you know like leo said i'm just going to you know just just follow this weird loop of, you know getting ready for the uh, next season and let's go Mets but uh I'm just like I said the one thing I say make this right the one thing that could erase all this is winning yeah and all of us want us to, all Mets fans we want to see us hold that trophy again I, I and I don't get emotional I was a kid when the Giants won the Super Bowls like my dad you know got emotional all stuff like if I see the Mets win the World Series, I know right now I'm going to cry because oh. I've been waiting my whole life for that moment. 100%. Yep. So just make it right, yes. Steve Cohen. Fuck, make this right. Bring one home for us, and all this will go away. We will forget all of this if yes. you hold one up for us. of the game plan you guys have.
0: <laughs> all right, I appreciate your guys' enthusiasm and honesty. So. Till next year with the Mets, and uh, we'll definitely have some offseason talks when it's that time. So let's look at some other things because there was other baseball throughout the weekend and a lot of other good, entertaining baseball. Mm-hmm. Like, let's look at the Cleveland Guardians knock out the Tampa Rays in two, I call uh, two through the and um, it ends in a 15 inning. Walk off with a guy with a rookie name Oscar Gonzalez. Yeah. I also walk off against Corey Kluber, the former ace in the um, a former ace in for the Cleveland at the time Indians, but now Guardians. Uh-huh. But um, yeah, guys, Cleveland Guardians are continuing their uh stellar and surprising season, whether you want to say they're overachievers or not. Regardless, with a very stellar. Pitching staff, a good mixture of veterans and young scrappy players. The guardians continue their run. How do we feel about the guardians knocking
2: out the Tampa Rays? Yeah, this, that's a bit of sweet because they have um I Ame Rosario and Jimenez. They were yeah, another us.
0: more match, yeah. making
2: it <laughs> they longer than, than, they're doing a lot better than I thought they would. Oh, <laughs> uh, they were going farther than the Mets. That's funny, and Lindor is going home. Um oh. Wow, 15 innings. Yeah, I think they have a good pitch in Cleveland. Let's um, uh, say Cleveland Indians? I'm oh, sorry, the Guardians. That's all good. All <laughs> oh, good. You know what you mean? Um, uh, Bieber, McKenzie, they're not for the pitching. And uh, I don't see the, the Guardians beating the Yankees at all. Just, I feel like the offense of the Yankees having Judge and Staten on those guys. I think they're not going to keep up with the offense the Yankees have. Um, They're a good team. They're a young team. I think the youngest team in the playoffs right now. Yeah. Overachieving. And um, uh, they probably get one game from the Yankees. But I think that's it for them.
1: Uh, Yeah, I I agree. Um, I called that series, Matt. So I had one correct so far in the playoffs. Yes, you do. That's Uh, right. um, I did call it. I said there's something – interesting about this this guardians team that i just really liked and they they're just a scrappy team good pitching uh you know they don't have a lot of offense obviously they won in a in a 15 inning marathon to move on mm-hmm. um but it showed again just how resilient they are they're a young team the future is bright for them um, great manager terry Freakona. Great, great manager um you know year in year out always has that team prepared a lot of like this has been a fun season for them. I didn't expect them to make it this far. Um, I didn't even really have them in the postseason, honestly. Um, so the fact that they're here is great. I don't have them beating the Yankees. Um, like, yeah, I think they can probably steal one at home. That place goes bananas in the playoffs at home. There's a really, really fun um, environment that you see in baseball. Um, so I think they can steal one at home. Um, but – Yeah, you know, their pitching is really guiding them so far, and, you know, uh, they just have to get kind of their offense going to compete against this Yankees team.
0: Yes, and um, I agree with you guys, too. I mean, if you really look at this lineup besides Jose Ramirez, there's not a lot of others to stick out unless you're very into watching Cleveland baseball. And the Rays, even though they were able to win with such a small amount of um, payroll – this was the one time their special luck did not um, coincide to at least get into another round. And uh, the Kevin Cash curse seems to uh, still be alive after taking Blake
1: Snell out in game six of the World dumbest Series. Dumbest decision 20. in World Series history. I still, still uh, stamp that, even though I said that years ago. I, dumbest decision uh, in World Series history.
0: Hey, fair enough. And it seems to still haunt them. And, you know, looking ahead as the Guardians do play the Yankees, you know, I'm just hyped to see Yankees baseball as division winners. Garrett Cole, we're gonna do Garrett Cole, Nestor Cortez, and Luis Castillo, who've all been pitching really, really well. We, um, the big key, at least getting Matt Carpenter back. Still waiting a better attendee. Hopefully, we could get him in the um, ALCS. But um, you know, now the the Yankees are are a really solid baseball team with that, with the exception of questions in the bullpen. Araldis Chapman no longer has to bother the Yankee fan or the team anymore. He gets DFA'd, so he's not on the team in general after skipping a mandatory workout, whether that's rumors that he left because he knew he wasn't going to make the postseason roster and being a selfish player and what, but now this is he is definitely one of the most disappointing Yankees that I don't think we'll ever see, whether in an old-timers game, whether signing autographs. This guy will be known as the dude who gave up a season-ending home run to Jose Altuve in 19 to this hard French name, but against the Rays in 2020 and um, losing the closer role in general, going on the IL for a bad tattoo. He has been, I won't say Jacoby Ellsbury disappointing, but he's really just been a letdown in every sense of the world in the word. And glad that good riddance, good riddance, or role is Chapman. And um, I just hope that, with his absence that the Yankees could figure out what to do with their bullpen. If only Michael King could come back, but we know he's not. But it looks like Clay Holmes will be the closer, which it was a role that got him in the all star game at the beginning of the season. And it fell flat in the very slow and disappointing September. But like I said, that's my only issue with the Yankees coming in. And don't take these games for granted. Definitely don't, because Guardians could easily win a, Went out, and then we will have a, a reflection podcast for the Yankees. But ultimately, are you guys worried about the Yankees bullpen, and where should we go in that sense with that our biggest weakness?
2: Uh I think I think Chapman had one foot out the door, anyways, and it mm-hmm. was great. Mm-hmm. Chapman had such a bad season. And uh, I think I think it's probably best you don't want a, you don't want a guy like that. Pitching, even in the six, seven inning against Ramirez, you know, I think Ramirez would have taken deep. So I think it's best. You need, at this time, you need guys who's going to be there 100%. And Chapman was not in it for a while now. And he he does not, he did not have the same arm. There's not the Cincinnati, Chicago Cubs guy, you know. Um, I think they'd be fine. Hopes is good. Uh, I think Cole, I know. Cole is so, such a toss up to me, right? And um, I think he'd be. I think they'll live to the moment. This is. I think this is his time. I think you're gonna see a gem from him. That's game one, I see it coming. I see. I see eight innings tops for him. He and, needs
0: it. Never pitched yeah. a home playoff game at Yankee Stadium before, and this could be a great way to redeem himself yeah. after achieving last
2: season, especially. Exactly. I think he's gonna come out there drawing flames, and he, I think he's gonna win the hearts of the Yankees fan at least for Game One. And Cortez, he's one of my favorite pitchers to see. I love watching mm-hmm. my guy pitch. I think he's gonna be must-watch in the playoffs mm-hmm. with his antics. I think the Yankees will be fine, honestly, at least for this series.
0: Yes, I think there's a deeper conversation. Hopefully, that we get to the ALCS. If you feel the same way, Alex? Even yeah. All yeah. the questions and the rotation, in, in general. Even though that that looks like we're on upside now, and then having some key players come back, and also we'll see if DJ Lemayhew comes back. But honestly, Oswaldo Cabrera, I think, has earned his spot in the postseason roster, and Oswaldo um, Perez as well. I think they're just fine. So it's an interesting way to look at it. Uh, I'd like to see what you think.
1: Uh, no, I, I agree. Um, just real quick, because I found this tweet interesting from Bob Nightingale about the Chapman situation. Yes. And it goes, he said that, you know, um, Araldis said he would attend their mandatory workout if he definitely was going to get a spot on their postseason roster. <laughs> the Yankees could not give him that assurance, so he decided to stay in Miami. Oh, and I, <laughs> so, you, you know what? Stay at home. Right. Like, it's, it's the same thing looking at football with the Giants, right? We can leak out the receivers that we have, which we have in a lot, have to prove themselves to be out on the football field. A lot of position guys have to do the same thing. Aroldis Chapman had to, has to prove himself to be on this roster because of how bad of a year he had. I so agree. many ups and downs. And if he's not going to be there and his one foot was out the door, you might as well get his ass out the door. Don't even bother to be here because we want all the guys to actually want to, to compete to be – battling up opposing roster and i think a lot of the guys serve their spots in the roster and you know i yes i think their bullpen's a little suspect but if your pitchers show up your coles your cortez's sebi uh, against cleveland's you guys should be fine yeah. you know i think i think let I him think, pitch six seven and yeah it, you got to get a little deep because like we saw what, what Bieber just did like he that was an impressive of a start as we as we saw like he was he was looking real, real good. And 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 the Guardians pump out pitching like there's no tomorrow. It's the same thing with the Dodgers. <laughs> so, Someone goes down and they're like, yeah, you off the street. We'll have you have a sub two ERA, too. It's like, what the hell? Where are these guys <laughs> coming from? Um, It's the same thing. Right. So, you know, I'm not nervous as a Yankee fan, you guys hopefully getting some healthy guys back you you know in show times your offense is clicking and like i said we've seen john Carlo before when yeah, when it turns to october cool. he's that very, dude very is important. he's on another planet for some reason when it comes to october it's just something his body's aligned with some sort of thing <laughs> whatever and he just hits missiles out of the park so you know i'm expecting yankees to be fine i'm not really too nervous about them like I said, the first few games of any series is going to be telling what this what, what the team is, um, and we'll have to see. But I, I'm, not, I'm not too worried. I think the right. Yankees have done well. They know they've been here before. You know, when, when it matters most, these guys show up, um, you know, often um, and make runs, you know, and come just short of the World Series. So they know how to make a run, and they, I think they'll be fine.
0: Yeah, it's just – it's a new season, time to restart. The team has the talent in every aspect. And um, make it matter when it's supposed to matter. And um, it's also good to have uh, Herman and Tyone coming Mm -hmm. out of the bullpen, too. I think they could eat up innings if needed. So let's just start right away. And especially let's make sure we win game one. Definitely win game two after that. And then... um, Take it easy. Well, don't take it too easy, but um, (laughs) let's rock and roll because we know how delicate October baseball is. And um, that's all I have to say with this veteran Yankee roster that should be making it to the next round. So that's how we're going to rock and roll there. So next, the Blue Jays and the Mariners played a great, which wound up being a two-game series. Luis Castillo, earned his contract extension, playing, pitching stellar on the road, beating the Blue Jays ace and Manoa. Good stuff from there. Then after being down eight to one, Seattle makes a push again. You know, one of the tough things, that image of Bo Bichette and uh, George Springer running into each other, giving up three runs, which ultimately led to a tie, and then breaking it out a- a- after the fact. Um, that led to Seattle winning, you know. Sports is tough, but Seattle had to do what they had to do, and um, no one wants to see anyone get hurt, but um, you know, that's why you need to have communication when it matters the most. So, tough break for Toronto, another disappointing exit, and um, they have some things to work out, but um, what do we get out of that series? And then, um, Mariners have the Big challenge against the Astros. Yeah, I think. after that, so we'll focus on. Let's first focus on Jays in Seattle, and then focus on Mariners and and uh, Houston. But how, what'd you get out of that Jays in Seattle series?
1: Uh, I was happy to get this prediction wrong. Uh, <laughs> I, I, ha- I had the Jays winning this one, but I told you the other day I would be incredibly happy if the Mariners got postseason baseball. Uh, and getting home games way, now. The way they earned it, and the way that T-Mobile Park is going to get you know, October baseball again after waiting 20-plus years to finally have that happen. Right. That place is going to be so much fun to watch uh, over these next few days, you know, uh, just to see them have baseball back in that city, or playoff baseball, I should say, back in that city, um, and just to see all the fans go wild. The announcers, the people behind the announcers were, like, jumping up and down <laughs> after the, the double. Again, just such a resilient effort. I turned the game off when it was four-nothing blue jays. Oh go to game three, you know, it is what it is. Then I look back on my phone and it's like eight to five. I was like, okay, what the hell is going on? And then I got the Twitter alert, like you know, boop, it's a tie game. I was like, what is happening right now? Like, this is insane. And to see them come up and win and and it, you know, this could like this is it could be one of those sneaky teams that make the run that no one thought. It took so long yeah. for them to get put in baseball, they get hot at the right time. Who knows? If they upset the Astros, like how wild would that be, right? So mm. I, I was I was incredibly happy for them to advance. I didn't see it happening. Um, but again. I, I, I'm just waiting for you know uh, I guess it'll be what game three I guess of that series be back in Seattle. Game um, three would be the yeah I, I just can't wait I, I'm yeah. I'm gonna be dialed in I don't really watch a lot of like you know West Coast you know playoff or you know baseball you know I watch the Yankees and all that in those series but I am tuning in for game three because that is gonna be a spectacle and whoever is broadcasting that better show off that 100%. park they really need to. Hundred percent I think.
2: Yeah, this is like uh, the most hated team, the Houston Astros, against uh, America's darlings right now, right? The and Seattle Mariners. Winning. Right. And uh, I don't know what's worse. Um, the Blue Jays giving up an mm. 8 point lead. Or oh, the Mets just one, get, one hit <laughs> on the nation game, right? Um, uh, that is that is a hard put a swallow yeah, for both the families. The Blue Jays, man, it just... They're like the Mets. Every year they go in as a favorites. The past couple of years, and they just went in the bed again. And times times ticking for the Toronto's core 100%, of the yeah. of the
0: Vladdy, Bo Bichette,
2: um, yeah, yeah. Vigio. Yo, they just they they trying to some plant the New York Yankees and the Boston Red Sox and even the Rays and the Blue Jays can't get over the hump and. I'm telling you, man, Seattle Mariners—they are the most exciting team to watch in these playoffs mm-hmm. with Julio Rodriguez and Suarez and Castillo. They're exciting, and the Houston Astros just silently—the next to the Blue, the Dodgers—the best team in baseball. And I can see an upset here. And don't want to choose Seattle over Houston. It's difficult, you know. <laughs> I kind of do. And uh I do want to see Houston against the Yankees though. That'd be oh, that'd
1: be perfect. Uh, That's my storyline of the postseason would be. Yeah, yeah I yeah. do
2: mm. I think I, I, I'm gonna go with Houston over Seattle just because I think Houston is citing the best team in baseball right now. Next to the Dodgers, and I think Seattle is probably got like two games in, especially at home. But I think Houston's gonna edge out Seattle.
0: Yeah, if only um, Luis Castillo can pitch multiple games at the same right. time, it's gonna yeah. it's gonna be hard. You know, yeah. Verlander is is going backwards. He's a, right. he's looking like the Tom Brady of baseball at the moment. Right. Probably could win the Cy again. Framber Valdez has turned into a star. Um. Obviously, Alvarez, Kyle Tucker, and Jose Altuve still holding it down. Bregman, this is a tough um, battle for Seattle. But <clears throat> I do think their lineup has some great people. You know, Julio Rodriguez, he hit in game one, didn't hit a game two, but he seems healthy enough to uh, make an impact. And Juanio Suarez, he's been a solid pickup for Seattle in the off season and um, he's doing exactly what they brought him in for. And you can't be upset with that. Um, The catcher, Ollie, who's been a nice story with his big ass at hitting clutch home (laughs) runs and stuff. Um, Carlos Santana, a solid veteran on this team. The Mariners are good. And maybe if all things are clicking, they can make it into a five game series, but that'd be a tough elimination game in Houston on the road. But, um, all you could say, Seattle's playing with house money. And, um, from there, you know, you, you branch out what you could do in the following year. And, um, you might even get a good game for Robbie Ray. who was picked up from Toronto and, um, you know, even though he he struggled against Toronto in the in uh, game two, maybe he can you know bounce back after another game. So uh, uh, big, I think this is a very exciting series if you're a true baseball fan, and um, you can't really complain from there, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And also just quick to note, this Mariners team is going to be a team to look out for in the future. I keep telling people that the oldest person in their lineup right now is Carlos Santana at 36 years old. Yeah. The second oldest is 31 at Mitch Haniger. So, I mean, there's a young team that's getting hot at the right time. Like I said, pitching staff's young too. They got some young talent. Um, And there's two former Mets pitching well for them, Chris Flexen and uh, Paul Seawald. So... Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, We've no, no, seen no. uh, a lot of Mets in this postseason that aren't on our current team, so there's
2: that. <laughs> yeah, that. Seattle Seattle's a great team to watch. They Right now, they're the middle of the playoffs right now, and uh, I think, yeah, it's going to be fun to watch them, but I think they're going to run into a wall here against Houston.
0: All right, good stuff, gentlemen, good stuff. All right, let's now look at – Ahead to the Phillies winning a big series, knocking out the Cardinals, ending the careers of Pulse, Molina and Wainwright. And um, now Rob Thompson, after getting his interim, uh, getting the interim part of his job being removed, he's now the full time manager of the Phillies. And um, they're riding high with people like Harper. Harper looks like he's back. In, in the sense of playing like an MVP, Carl Schwarber turning into a major move, Aaron Nola um, shutting down, JT Realmuto looking good. I think the Phillies uh, should be taken more seriously as they head up against a big series against the Braves. But in terms of defeating the Cardinals, was this a uh, was this really? I really think this is not as bad as a Met collapse. But the Cardinals are really underachieving with the moves they made. No, you have no you first you have Arenado not playing like Arenado, especially defensively, he um plats of yeah. difficulty. The most likely who's gonna be the MVP Gold's Goldschmidt didn't get doesn't get clutch hits when they need it. Um like I said, the old guys in Yaddy and Pool were giving him a push, but um just wasn't good enough. I think the Cardinals
1: looking really bad after this series. Do you guys feel the same? Yeah, um uh, I knew I knew the series was a little over once they blew that lead in the first game. Mm-hmm. Um, at home, too. Always at home. in front of your all, all of your great yeah. fan base. Allegedly. Um, I know all of us baseball fans, you know, and we're Matt's fans, mainly they are going to buy us. We don't want to see the Phillies make a run. But we all wanted, personally, to see Pujols have one more run yeah. in the playoffs. And, and we don't have that, right? Um, so that kind of sucked that we didn't get to see the sports end of are so cruel guys. Yeah, clearly. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I knew once they blew out, I was like, I don't know. I just, I, to me, I wasn't expecting the Phillies. I said that we're going to lose this series, but just seeing them, uh, they just wanted it more. They came back and then in the second game, they took the lead early and then Harper, you know, we all know who, how Harper can be, you know, a lot of people think he's overrated, you know, some people think he's underrated. Um you know what he can do. And he once he hit launched that moonshot Out, it's okay, it's <laughs> over. And the Cardinals and the Cardinals <laughs> had their chances too. And yeah. I knew that once they I think they had men on first and third with two outs in like the bottom of the eighth. They couldn't even get anyone in. And I was just like, this, this that's it. Uh so you know <laughs> we'll we'll talk about the next series up real quick. But you know, I definitely for Cardinals fans, it's definitely disappointing. I think a lot of them going into it with the moves they made and looking good. Um, Maybe they ex- all expect. They all expected uh, St. Louis to do-, do go well, and they just didn't for that. And that's yeah. baseball sometimes.
0: They really need some star aces. Hmm. I think that's what they're really missing. What Michael Ma- Ma- Malakolus? I'm definitely <laughs> pronouncing that wrong, but he, he doesn't. Nicholas,
2: have I think Nicholas, Yeah, that sounds more. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think the Phillies caught everybody by surprise, and it's funny because. <laughs> Cause Wheeler and Nola are very good pitchers, mm-hmm. man. Yeah,
0: another Met. Zach Yo, Wheeler. Zach Wheeler. Here we go. Yep. Right. <laughs> they are very two. Man, that's not. Fair. That's the Ponds. That's the No I would have
1: paid him the money to come back. That was the <laughs> Can you imagine
0: was... if Zach Wheeler would ultimately pitch that third game instead oh of God. Chris Bassett? I
1: never wanted him to leave. I don't yeah. care what that Mets fan said. He, we all knew what he could have, and he yeah. was banged up. But we all wanted yeah. him back. We have a. If Steven was there, we definitely would have kept the yeah, like, wheel for know. sure.
2: Yeah. Um, you have because-
0: David Robertson, who should have been picked up by the mess in the uh, trade yeah, deadline. Yeah.
2: remember that. Yeah. He went to- Oh, Yeah. But like, again, it's just listen, the Phillies. Because I've seen the Phillies just lose terrible ways this year. They look very sloppy they, and they, up, big,
1: you know? they blew a big game against the Mets earlier this year. Game, yeah. uh, the biggest, I was like, oh, there's no way we're coming back. I was screaming on my couch hey, five yeah. minutes after that. I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> we did it. Yeah, the Phillies can. And their,
2: and their season's still alive. Yeah, the Phillies know how to lose games. That's why we didn't have, we don't expect Phillies to go far. And I think just caught the St. Louis by surprise. here. Yeah. listen, they got very good lineup. I like Harper, Castellanos, and Sakura, and Real Muto. Mm-hmm. So they have a good lineup. And again, really and Nola probably a silent great one-two punch in the playoffs, and that's what you really need. And I don't know, but with St. Louis, it just felt like. Whole celebration season with for pool holes and yard and rain, I think just I think they just deflated at at the the playoffs. So, Hmm. the Phillies, and uh, yeah,
0: (laughs) you know, now looking into this game, the series against Atlanta, let me ask one, let me put one point. You know, sometimes in baseball, I see this a lot for a team that has a lot of off time, then they play a big series, and then the team that has been playing consistently. Is going to go past them? You know, look at the 2015 Mets, for example. After the Royals had an extended ALCS, Um, the 06, the Rockies, you know, sweeping teams in the yeah. DS and CS, and then the Red Sox, who had extended series, sweep them. It's happened before. Do you think this could happen in this series for a Phillies team that is well balanced?
2: It could happen. It's sure. funny. Or football, just the Braves are
0: just too bad. damn good as being the Braves this year.
2: Yeah, it's funny because in yeah. football, that's a little bit of both. With, uh, they have a bye week, and then they come out flat. Mm. You know, so this is very ha- possible, I think. And they know each other very well, the Phillies and um, Braves. This is one series I'm not going to be happy to watch. I'm not going to lie to you. I'll probably just watch the first couple of Indians and be like, I'm not done. I can't. <laughs> this hurts my heart way too much. <laughs> um, uh I'm talking the Braves, man. The Braves, like, they've been the best team, all, not all year, but at least in the second half. That team did not lose at all. They just consistent all through starting pitching, bullpen, lineup. They know how to win games. But it's very possible, once again, having the weekend off and four days off and going against a team who's riding high with the Phillies and gotta face Wheeler, and Nola and you know, Harper and them boys that are
1: come out. So this could be an upset. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think this is going to be an interesting series to look at. Um, for sure. As Mets, as Mets fans, we don't I'm not, I'd yeah, I don't want to tune in see any of these teams succeed, but um, but Mets, bias fan aside, uh, I think this is going to be an actual interesting series. You know, I kind of doubted on the Phillies. Um, they proved me wrong. Um, you know, you kind of tend to forget two arms they have in, in, in Wheeler and Nola and how good and special both those arms are. And they have, you know, a guy who can win perennial MVPs in Bryce Harper and you know what Shorber can do. Um, I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be a fun series. Um, both teams have good pitching. Both teams have a good hitting. I'm not worried about any layover or whatever. The Braves are the Braves. Like, they, they, they give you me know, an exception. <laughs> and I, I know I mentioned to you last week before everything happened, but like, you know, I was just like, everyone was like, oh, as Mets fans, we're going to keep it running today. But it's like, we're riding high. We're winning series. We're we to we'll have to lead. I'm like, I'm not nervous. Like, oh, the brains are on a right. bad start. I'm like, watch. Just watch and right. see. And they win eight games in a row, seven games in a row, 14. You know, this win streak after win streak, yeah. after win streak after win streak after win streak. And that's without some of their star guys. And they were still pulling that off. And I'm like, here we go. And it, then we saw what happened, right? So I'm not nervous for any for that team or any kind of layer. When, when it matters, they, 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 you know, turn on the Jets and they're a different team. And that's why they won the World Series last year. And I know I think this roster is better than what they had last year. And, and that team won a World Series. So if I think that roster is better or this roster this year is better, you know, that's how much respect I have for the Braves. This team could be another special team. I yeah. wouldn't be surprised to right back in the World Series. But I think this, I think this series is going to be fun to watch. And I think the Phillies could at times test the Braves. Even though you know a lot of people doubt the Phillies, that's where they kind of, you know, uh, bounced off and, and they're used in the, in the playoffs this year against the Cardinals, the wild card. They used that. You know, everyone's doubting us, and they turned it around. And now everyone's like, this team could. You know, make run. I don't. I don't think they're going to pass the Braves, but they could make it an interesting series. I don't think it's a sweep. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna battle. Yeah.
0: Excellent stuff, gentlemen. And the last thing to talk about is the Dodgers and the Padres. The last two series to break down. Sweep and look them, ahead. Dodgers. <laughs> just watch. Sweep them. avenge the Mets. Just and, sweep
1: them, please. How do
0: you think they can do that? <laughs>
1: Uh, I don't know. There's the Dodgers, man. They're so good. Uh, 111 that wins. Is, that's correct. That, yeah. Uh, that lineup is stacked from top to bottom. And like I said, they lose a guy and you know, you can argue if he's their ace or not, They but, but you lose a guy, Walker Bueller, and you're like, Ooh, that could be a big injury for them. <laughs> nope. not quite. Like I said, whoever else is just off the nope. scrap heap, we will turn these guys into machines and they just do it. And that's what makes this team so good. And yeah, they spend the money. They get Freddie Freeman. They have Trey Turner. They get Mookie Betts. They get the guys. They get the big names. But, you know, it's their pitching really at the end of the day, that mostly is homegrown that allows them to do that. They just added to a great pitching staff with great offense. And that's why there's a constant machine year in and year out. Uh, I don't think they're going to sweep the Padres as a Met fan. I want them to just <laughs> destroy them by 10 every single game. Right. Um, I don't think that's going to happen. We just saw, you know, like I said, that pitching staff over in San Diego, those guys, when they when they pitch in their series, they're not going to be easy. Um, you know, I know Blake, we roughed up, but you looked insanely good. Um, you, Darvish, you looked back to the, the Cubs days with him, and then we just saw what Musgrove did. So they're going to be a tough out. Um and they're going to battle, but uh, I think it'll probably be like five games, five, six games. Um, but the Dodgers is a machine. Um, but I, I think this is going to be a really, really fun watch. Just both rivals don't like each other, um, just both scrappy teams. Um, and I think it's going to be fun. But uh, overall, I think the Dodgers are going to are going to win this one out, too
2: yeah man there's another reason why i'm mad at the mets because mm. i know i don't see san diego <laughs> probably one game out of the dodgers they know the, these two teams know each other so well they played so many times all year and the dodgers just dominated the padres and i don't see they just have their number They they know how to pitch to Machado and Fofa, and all those guys, and, and they've seen Darvis several times. And to be here, they've seen Musgrove, they've seen these. So, uh, they've seen Snell. They, I think the Dodgers are easily the best team in baseball, and Turner Freeman, and oh, it's just a stacked team. And I think it's way too. San Diego don't have a shot here, man. I, say I, this, I won't say a sweep. Probably get one game, but Dodgers are way too much. Yeah,
0: guys, I say it's going to be a sweep from the Dodgers. You know, have Urias throw a no-hitter, and then you have Freddie <laughs> Freeman hit for the cycle. Um, that home field advantage is going to work. This team is close to perfect, and we know how good Dave Roberts has been keeping this team in check and this core, and they just have to win another World Series to show that this era was a legitimate one and maybe make a push for a dynasty next year. So I think the Dodgers in three um, are going to take care of the Padres easily. So um, I think that's all we have for now. These division series continue. We'll have a lot of fun with it. We'll have coverage for you once these division series are done, with also the exception of the Yankees have a major collapse for my therapy <laughs> session. But we'll um, keep it real, gentlemen. I appreciate you guys. Thank you for, for the first time. Leo and Alex staying consistent as always. So let's see how the division series unfolds and how well or disastrous our picks were. Yeah.
1: We'll see. Thank right. you guys for having us. Uh, thank you, Matt, for having us again. Leo, it was great meeting you. It was a lot nice of fun. You, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll uh, you know, experience the mess suffering over the next few days, but we got the nice. divisional series and hopefully it gives us some good baseball and baseball fans to root for. Yes, mm-hmm.
2: for sure, man. Hey, don't worry about that. I'm going to watch the Phillies and Brave with <laughs> <laughs> angry face. But let's go and watch these games and hopefully we see some good hitting and pitching and Forget it, The mess. see what's ever happened. <laughs> <laughs> we'll
0: take that great note there. Thank you, gentlemen. I'll see you in a few days. And uh, let's rock and roll from there.
1: That's good.
0: Leo and Alex, everybody. See you.
1: Bye. It was a good conversation and productive conversation.
0: How about that? Huge thumbs up for Leo for his debut. Great job, as always, Alex. I appreciate you both. Great work, gentlemen. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasting platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show on ProductiveConversationsPodcast.com. And over here forget to check us out in the world of social media. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast. Twitter at PodConvoPod. we on TikTok at Productive Conversations. We're back tomorrow with an NFL show. Reflecting on Week 5 and looking for Week 6 ahead. Week 6, a critical week in the NFL where we can truly see who's going to be making real playoff pushes, who's going to stay competitive, and who is already looking forward to next season. So we have that with some new friends and old friends. NFL coverage coming to you starting tomorrow. And I hope everybody has a great week besides that. Keep making some big moves. Thank you again to Alex De Jesus for the great work he does on our show on the social media side. And don't forget to check out his work on all social media platforms. So good stuff. Thank you again to Alex and Leo. Thank you, Alex. And thank you, the greatest fans and listeners in the world for making the show possible and helping us grow our brand. And we have much more great stuff ahead for each and every single one of you, whether it's sports, entertainment, news, pop culture, and then some, we have some amazing content on the horizon as always. So with that, my name is Matt Brown. I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. And I'm gonna see you all very soon. Ladies, gentlemen, and people, I love you all. See you tomorrow. Peace.